Hello, and welcome to PW Kids Cast, the children's book podcast from Publishers Weekly. In each episode, we speak with authors and illustrators creating books for children and teens. I'm Emma Cantor, Deputy Children's Book Editor at Publishers Weekly. Today, I'm speaking with author Joe Watson about her new YA novel, Big Boned. The book is due out September 21 from Wattpad Books, which is sponsoring this podcast. Joe Watson is the best-selling author of Burning Moon, Always a Bride, and Finding You, among other romantic comedies for adults. She lives in South Africa. In Watson's first YA romance, Big Boned, teen artist Lori Palmer is starting at a new school her senior year, where she feels uncomfortable in her size 16 skin. But her plans to fade into the background go awry when she forms an unexpected bond with golden boy Jake. Thank you for joining me, Joe. Hi, thank you for having me. The novel touches on really powerful themes of body acceptance, family conflict, and self-love in what I think is a really uh, non-judgmental way. What was your initial inspiration for this story? Thanks for saying that, firstly. I mean, I, I think I set out to write a book that was authentic and real and something that I could resonate with. I sort of imagined myself as a reader. What would I resonate with? If I was a teen, what would I like to read about? And I think that was sort of a starting off point for me. Um, this is definitely the most sort of authentic book I've ever written in my entire life. Um, the, the word autobiographical is obviously completely incorrect because it's not. This is a work of fiction. But I think I infused a lot of myself or my struggles, um, my issues, et cetera, into the character and also used it as a way to explore some of those myself. Um, I would have liked to have had a book like this, I think, as a teenager. Certainly when I was a teen, and I won't kind of give away my age here, <laughs> but the, I can't remember really a book that had a larger main character in it. So I think that was definitely something that I wanted to set out to do. Uh, and I, I hope it resonates with people. I hope it comes across as authentic. Um, so I guess the inspiration you asked to use the word inspiration, um, I suppose it was a little bit of my life and myself that I wanted to put out there. And what was it like pivoting to young adult literature from an older audience? Did it feel like a natural progression? You know, I've always wanted to write YA. Um, and I think, you know, my interest with YA really started, I originally begin, began posting my works on Wattpad and I started attracting a younger audience and I started interacting with them quite a lot, uh, chatting, having conversations, um, you know, kind of not getting into the, the headspace of, but really sort of interacting with young readership. And that kind of w was sort of the start of me wanting to write in, in a young space um, and it felt, I mean, it wasn't such a transition, I must say, from adult into a sort of a YA. I think um, it, it did take me a lot longer to write this book. And I think that was because it was very sort of authentic and real. But um, I don't know, it felt like a bit of a natural progression, I think. And maybe that was just because I had a younger readership on Wattpad already that I was interacting with. There certainly is a lot of crossover these days between the YA and adult readership, which is great to see. Yeah, it is. I, I mean, I read YA. I read quite a lot of YA these days. Um, 
I was sort of reflecting on my reading history as a, as a person in this world. And some of my favorite all-time books are actually YA books. If I look at a book, I, I'm not sure if you know, a Zimbabwean writer called Sitsi Dangaremba. She wrote a stunning book called Nervous Conditions, which is about a young uh, teen girl. And that's one of my favorite books of all time. So I think as a, an adult um, reader, I, I love reading YA. I find, you know, YA gives you this opportunity to explore really sort of interesting um, topics, you know, uh, quite loaded sort of themes. And um, I think for younger readers and adults alike, it's a wonderful space to read in and certainly to write in. Absolutely. Uh, your book is being compared um, to other YA novels, Dumplin' and Leah on the Offbeat with their strong plus-size heroines. Yes, and I can definitely see that. How do you feel our representation of, of these different heroines is expanding in terms of body image and size? Um, well, I mean, it's obviously it's absolutely wonderful to have been compared to those two books. I'm, I'm really flattered. Firstly, and I think, you know, if you look around at the YA market at the moment, um, you know, people are starting to write from their own experiences. They are starting to write things from their perspectives. And everyone's point of view and experience in life is, is different. And we all have different things that we deal with. Some of us are bigger. Some of us are neurodiverse. Some of us, you know, have whatever, you know, kind of a thing going for us. And it's great to sort of see authors at the moment starting to write about things like that. And I think at the moment we have a landscape where we are seeing a lot of books um, written about, and I, I don't know whatever word you want to use, fat or big boned or curvy or plus size. We've seen a lot of those books in the market at the moment. And I think, I mean, I think it's great, you know, that girls can, younger girls can hopefully pick up a book and identify with a character. And I think the same can be said for YA authors that are writing about, you know, um, you know, other things. Yes, it's wonderful to see. You mentioned neurodiversity yes. and your portrayal of Lori's relationship with her younger brother, Zach, who is on the autism spectrum, is just so loving and supportive. Yes, that's something I feel very, very strongly about. Um, you know, I, I myself, I'm neurodiverse and my, my son is on the autism spectrum. And this was really something that I wanted to write about. I think I find writing to be quite a cathartic experience. Um, and, you know, I've always kind of explored, you know, my issues, whether it's in a diary or, you know, just writing about things. And I really wanted to, you know, after his, his diagnosis, sort of explore what it meant to have a, a neurodiverse family member, what it meant for me, what it meant for them. And it was it was really important for me to kind of make sure I was representing that neurodiversity accurately and correctly. Obviously, the thing with being on the autism spectrum, it is a spectrum. This is not the definitive guide. I haven't written the definitive autistic person at all because it's a spectrum and, you know, it slides so much and people, you know, are on completely different sides of the spectrum. But I wrote from my experience and I um, I was very careful and I hope it comes across um, and uh, cautious in terms of the way I represented it um, and really kind of put a lot of thought and heart into it. I wanted it to be authentic and I really wanted to give a sibling experience, um, which I don't know that we've seen too much of yet. Yes, I think that really comes across. And of course, there's the romance that develops between Laurie and Jake, who on the surface seem very different in terms of their status within the high school hierarchy. Well, 
I mean, you know, on the surface, yes, they are absolutely, you know, the opposite. And but I think as um, as the book goes on, they start seeing well, she starts seeing she's a lot more similar to him than she thought he is. Um, I love I love that their relationship begins as a friendship. Um, I know from my side, I always think, you know, a wonderful sort of romantic relationship has a tendency to blossom out of a friendship first. You can kind of set those um building blocks in place. So I think developing their relationship was really fun for me, actually. It was lovely. And I sort of had these ideas. I won't give away spoilers, but I had these specific moments. Like I knew what they, what I wanted their first kiss to be or where it was going to be or what kind of kiss it was going to be. And I sort of worked towards that. So I had a few little ideas in mind, things that I wanted them to do or, you know, and I sort of kind of worked towards those moments in terms of building the chemistry. But again, I also wanted to make it feel sort of real and I wanted their relationship to grow as they sort of fall in love. I didn't want it to be a sort of a love at first. Well, I mean, it's kind of a crush at first sight, I think you could say, but certainly I wanted to see as the reader and the writer myself, the the sort of the progression of the relationship from this like beautiful friendship. And they find all these things in common to, you know, eventually becoming a romantic relationship and um, a first romantic relationship for Laurie. Yes. Well, we've been talking sort of about internal character development. You also write vividly about the South African setting and landscape, including the flora and fauna and gorgeous beaches. Was that all from your firsthand love of of your home? Definitely. Absolutely. I mean, we live in such a a beautiful, varied kind of country with lots of different types of landscapes. So if you go Cape Town, where the book is set, um, you know, and you go to Joburg, you know, it's completely different. And um, I, I've always said to people, and I think um, foreigners who come over here and have a holiday here, there is something about Africa. There is something about being out in the African bush, watching the sunset over the sort of the African plains. There's nothing like it. It's not just a visual thing. There's a feeling you get. And I think if you ask a lot of foreigners who come back from a holiday in Africa, they'll tell you, the exact same thing that there's like a, a little magic here. There's a, it's, it's, you can't describe it. It's like an unseen little magical thing that I think once you've experienced it, it stays with you. So definitely I, it is from a love of, of my home country. It sounds just like an incredible place. And I also enjoy the moments when Lori's working with her therapist in the garden talking about, techniques for nurturing plants and how resilient they can be. I'm wondering in what ways does Laurie grow and, and tap into her own resilience? I think Laurie doesn't know how strong she is at the beginning of the book, definitely. And I think Laurie feels very, she doesn't feel empowered. She doesn't feel like she has her own voice. She certainly hasn't discovered that yet or found it. And I think through the the help of the therapist, I mean, uh, you know, obviously she does she does the hard work herself. But I think with the guidance of her therapist, she really does start to see herself and um, her worth. She kind of uncovers this deep well of, you know, um, power and sort of self-worth within her. But I think there's always there under the surface. You know, sometimes it's hard for us to see ourselves as, you know, uh, strong, powerful, confident beings. It takes a little bit of pushing or nudging uh, from someone just to, just to get us to kind of see that. And I think that's what happens with Laurie in the book and um, writing the therapist was probably one of my favorite things. 
And um, I've had a lot of therapy over the years, different types of therapy. And I, I decided to kind of take all the different types of therapy I'd had and sort of mold it into sort of one and create this kind of type of therapy that Laurie was having and perhaps the sort of type of therapy I would love to have had instead of sort of sitting in a stuffy office, I would love to have been out in the garden with my therapist sinking my hands into the soil. So I think I sort of wrote the kind of therapy I would like to have had um, and Im imagined the kind of therapy that would have helped me myself and um, combined all the types of therapy I'd had to kind of create the, you know, Dr. Stride. Yes. And I think you portray the teen experience of anxiety and, and, um, isolation really authentically. Yeah. Thank you very much. Um, thank you. Yeah. I suffer from uh, anxiety and it is, um, you know, it's debilitating. It can be incredibly debilitating. And I hope, um, I hope I have depicted it well, and I hope, um, people reading it will feel less alone if they do suffer from anxiety. And there's also just, I mean, if it's not sort of mental illness anxiety, there is just general life anxiety at the moment, isn't there? Of course. We've been experiencing COVID. I mean, you know, I think there's just a general anxiety at the moment in society. Um, and teens have a lot to deal with just generally. And I think there's a lot of anxiety that comes with that as well. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I hope I've, I've depicted that well. And I, I hope people get some solace from, from reading the book if they are feeling uh, alone and anxious. Do you feel that your experience writing for the stage and screen impacts your approach to the page or vice versa? You know, it's, it's so strange. I, I, you know, I've done so many different types of writing throughout my life. I did some corporate writing. I did uh, a copywriting for advertising. I did radio dramas. I've done so many different kinds of writing. And um, when I started writing a book, it was, it was a strange feeling because it felt like it all just came together and it flowed. And I felt so comfortable writing in this sort of long form, this long format. And it feels to me like every bit of writing I've ever done in my entire life has kind of been practice to writing a book. Um, I don't know how to explain it, but it feels like everything I've done up until this point has kind of been preparing me to become an author. And I, I think, I, I mean, I haven't gone and written a, I haven't gone and written for TV again or um, anything like that. So I don't know what impact that will have um, moving forward. But I mean, I do think that that stuff has definitely impacted me as an author and a writer and made me a better writer, I think. And how would you describe your writing process when embarking on a novel? Are you someone who needs to outline very clearly or does it develop a bit more organically? Uh, I'm, I'm a disaster, to be honest. I'm an absolute uh, disaster. Oh. I, <laughs> um, I have, I, you know, I come up with so many ideas all at once, firstly, and then to kind of try and sift through them and decide which idea is actually workable and good. Um, I often write myself into terrible corners because I just go for it. I get an idea and I just sit down and I write. I don't plan. And the amount of times I've written myself into corners <laughs> and actually had to stop and backtrack and, um, you know, try something else has been, I mean, you, you know, a lot. I've done it a lot. Um, I need to try and plan more. I, I've, sort of realized this as I've gone along, but I, I struggle to do that. It just seems to be something that I do very organically, spontaneously and naturally. And then a lot of the time I mess it up and I've got to go back and I've got to correct it. Um, so I think, <laughs> I mean, I think I should plan my books more. I think I should, 
Um, but I, I never seem to get it right, I must say. Well, that's the beauty of editing and revising. Well, exactly. You know, and I find the editing process so difficult. That is actually um, my, my worst part of writing a book. Um, I always get to that process and, and I don't know, I dread it. I, I like the writing of the book. Everything else after that sort of feels a little anxiety provoking. I don't know why. Can you talk about your relationship with your editor for this book? Oh my gosh, it was wonderful. Oh, it was lovely. You know, I, I'm so lucky. I've had the most incredible relationships with editors to date. I've never had um, any, um, even vaguely a negative experience, but this one was particularly wonderful. Deanna really understood the character, really understood me as a writer, um, was very sort of, uh, patient is not quite the word because I'm, I'm quite a perfectionist. Um, and I'm very, I, I get quite fixated on how I want to say something or do something in terms of the words I want to use or, or how I'm going to use them. And Deanna was just amazing. She sat with me and we went through all of this together and was very patient and heard, you know, heard all the things I, I wanted to do and, you know, gave her input as well. Um, I mean, we were on the phone a lot, having long conversations, long emails, and it felt like a, a really wonderfully collaborative experience. Um, it, it felt very, it felt very collaborative and very supportive. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Well, before we wrap up, could you tell us anything about what you're working on? <laughs> what am I? Um, like I said, I'm a, I'm working on about five different things at once again, because obviously I've gotten five different ideas, and I don't know which one is a good idea yet. So I've started writing five things. And um, at some point, I'll know which one is a good idea and which ones are not good ideas. So um, those are all adult um, rom-com, actually, because I, I do need to uh, give my publishers some more things. So I'm not, I don't know what I'm working on yet. I'll have to see. The page will reveal itself. The story will tell me whether it's good or bad, and then I'll, I'll follow the one that's the best. Excellent. And do you think there will be any more YA books in your future? Absolutely. Definitely, without a doubt. Um, I've got a, I've got a lovely idea for one, and this is a good idea. I've already vetted this idea. This idea is good. Um, and I've written a little bit of it and that is definitely something I want to, I want to pick up and, and carry on with. Um, I, I loved, I really enjoyed writing in this space. I loved writing YA, I must say. Um, it, it, you know, I felt like I really got to be a bit more meaty and kind of really go into it. I mean, I, I don't want to say, rom-com is light and fluffy. I mean, that's, you know, but to a certain degree that it is, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's light, it's enjoyable. It's, you know, all of those kinds of things. And it should be because that is the genre that it is. But I think I got to really kind of dig a little deeper for this YA, which I thoroughly enjoyed. It was like a nice break from the other kind of writing I did. And I definitely want to continue doing that. So the answer is definitely yes. Lovely. Well, congratulations on the new book, Joe, and thank you so much for speaking with me. Oh, well, thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed that. Thank you. Once again, I've been speaking with author Joe Watson about her new YA novel, Big Boned, due out September 21 from Wattpad Books. Thank you for listening to PW Kids Cast. <laughs>